Hey, nerds. Join us on Discord and hit that subscribe button. Hello, everyone. I'm Thessaly. Oma. Kedek. Flynn. Sika. And I'm your DM, Seth. Welcome to Venture Forth. When last we left our heroes. Mm. After their first dinner around the table of Olma's home, the agents of repair all made their way to the comforts of their individual rooms where they began their evening rituals. But in the night, Flynn was visited in his dreams by a new player on the stage, a mysterious shadow reefed entity that claims to have helped Flynn in the Underdark and a few other times besides. You asked questions of this entity, learned a touch about the nature of whatever deal you made, and were rid of the previous physical manifestation of whatever pact was struck. The contract you signed in the Underdark was revealed to you right before you awoke, once again in your bed, with a heavy piece of parchment in hand. But any attempt to read it was interrupted, as you were quickly alerted by strong, flickering firelight seeping in around the edges of your bedroom window. You awoke the rest of the group, and as you all hastily left the house, strapping on your weapons and armor, you found buildings alight with flame as marauding frost giants and their pet winter wolves lay waste to the outskirts of Sunplume and the people who resided there. You jumped into battle, making short work of these frost giants as you simultaneously saved multiple townsfolk from a violent end. The battle was over quickly, flames of the buildings put to rest by Olma and Kellogg, and you began to investigate the frost giants and what they carried with them, as you also came to know Griff, the cloaked figure on the roof who aided you during the fray. But as you investigated the body of the frost giant wolf collar, you found a hastily drawn map that appeared to have some sort of rough battle plan sketched upon it, with the outskirts of town indicated, as well as the town center. And at that moment, you heard and then saw as the full assault on Sunplume was launched, and a frost giant priestess astride a white dragon descended from the sky to lead the charge. You barreled toward the town center and came upon a scene thrown into chaos as giants and ogres pillaged and burned. And at the town center, a lone figure in plate mail and a few woodsmen mounted a defense against the frost giant priestess and her dragon. Without question or hesitation, the agents joined again in battle, fighting alongside the citizens of Sunplume. Seeker summoned Blueberry, Flynn tapped into some new force available to him, and Thessaly squared off in the sky against a dragon. <laughs> You made embarrassingly <laughs> short work of the Frost Giant Princess <laughs> and then brought her dragon low, at which point the giants, leaderless, were routed and forced to retreat. <sighs> Get right. Ain't want none of Blueberry. Get on out of here. The chaos began to subside, and the fires set by the giants were quelled. The citizens of Sunplume slowly began to gather in the town center. The identity of the man in plate mail was revealed to be none other than the mayor of Sunplume, Grom Sunshield, a half-dwarven warrior in the twilight years of his once illustrious adventuring career. He introduced himself and then disclosed that he knew of you as well, as he recognized your visages from the various papers scattered around town, pointing you all out, or rather, Olma, Kellogg, and Flynn, as fugitives of Kaldor and the capital city of Oakenspire. Scoundrel. But one by one, the citizens who you had fought to defend and kept alive came forward and gave testament of your selfless heroism. A father and his daughter, an older couple, and their beleaguered cows. A local man who, without your aid, 
Alexade would have died in the jaws of a winter wolf. And as the testimony came forward, Grom Sunshield remarked on the distance of Oakenspire, the independence of Sunplume, and its position out on the frontier, his dislike of their politics and games, and the nature of the Long Eve, how it was a time for things that were meant to die to die. And he said that today, the fugitive sling from Oakenspire died in Sunplume, and that all he saw here were citizens. And then, Olma asked him to sign the deed to her new house. <laughs> so as we come back to this moment, Olma holding up the deed as the uh, townspeople gather around you, you are met with a very inquisitive stare by this half-dwarven warrior, and he just says, What? Um, my family's from here, and they still have a house, and now I have the house. You've... And then he looks at you. And his eyes narrow. Who's your family, girl? Um. 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 The, the I look Bagnes. at Kelly. <laughs> Is this the name Bagney? Bring it bed. And he looks around at all of the people that are out here. Walk with me. He kind of motions to all of you. Yeah, we're calling way. Either way. He, uh, he turns mm-hmm. to the... Um, you can see now there are a few different figures that have kind of gathered around all of you. You see, um, in addition to Griff, you see this sort of tall, red-haired, red-bearded, like, broad-shouldered man, and he's wearing that sort of, like, that mix of, like, white, green, and earth tones that appear like camouflage mm-hmm. almost. Um, and you see that there are other figures that have been, that were up on the rooftops that were also helping during the fight, and they wear that same kind of garb. It, it looks like there's some form of, like, organized woodsman kind of uh, enclave here. Um, you see a handful of figures. Um, you see uh, a tall, like, half-orc woman um, very sort of like muscular but lithe and she has like this raven black hair that's kind of done up in almost like a mohawk with the sh- with the side shaved um, carrying a long bow and you heard him refer to her in the battle as Nessa um, so uh, he turns to her and to um, to Griff the uh, the taller uh, red-headed man and uh, he says see to the fires make sure that everybody's safe um, take a tally of the dead And, uh, and then he motions for you guys as they start kind of going out and talking to these other figures in these sort of cloaks and start identifying town leaders and various people who appear to maybe know a little bit about what they're doing as kind of immediately the scene kind of sets up into this kind of organized chaos as voices are calling out and people are looking for one another and kind of taking a tally, trying to sum up the damage and see mm-hmm. what's been done. And kind of the town suddenly spirals into movement. Um, and uh, you see as Brim kind of walks over and joins you all. Um, he's got like a massive bruise up on the shoulder, down the oh. side. It looks like he probably took a beating, um, but joins you guys. Um, and he's kind of, he looks tired, um, just like the rest of you. But um, he joins you guys as Grom kind of brings you around the corner and starts walking south um, toward where the, um, where Olma was where that large Mm -hmm. creature was hammering Mm -hmm. on that door. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, he leads you all. And as as he starts walking, um, he says, uh, 
wanted to um, get out from in front of everybody. Um, your family was secretive. Put it that way. Yeah. How do I know? Beyond your apparent resemblance. Do you have any proof? Um. No. Do you still have the necklace on? Well, but why, how does a necklace prove anything? I Nobody don't... else knows about it, and I can read stuff no one else can read. And I mean, we have a thing at the house that I can wake up because of who I am, but like, that doesn't prove anything to you. It just, I can see things. Keeper. Yes. You know of Keeper. The lady sent him on errands from time to time. That right. makes sense. I mean, yeah. he goes around town and he bots. I guess that's things. true. Yeah, yeah, he's not like a... Sub- that's why it was, you guys were all looking at me like I was crazy to say, say that there is something that lives in the house. Well, I didn't think this would ever happen. Um, do you know what became of them? Yeah. And? We found... Uh, we found our remains in the forest. And he just kind of takes it in stride. There's a stoicism to the way he kind of acknowledges it. Um, how much... How much did you know of them? Did you know Lord Afton? No. Good. I'm not familiar with the name. Right. Lord Hafton was super, super old. He was a long time ago. Uh, I know. I'm well bought if he knew who that was. It would have some significance, I think, Alma. Are you super old, too? No. <laughs> oh, my God. It's <laughs> not really something you ask, ask people. people. <laughs> At least not in that manner. Why? Like that. It's, it's rude. But I just wanted to know how he knew my family. <laughs> They're all super old. Kind of a deep, like, dark. <laughs> chuckle comes from him. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Quite alright. Get um, used to it. Mm, I'm sure. Um, I'm getting old, child. Getting old. What is your name? I'm Oma. I'm Grom, Oma. Hi, Grom. Your family were... They were good to this town. Yeah. In their way. That's nice. Sorry. Yeah. And uh, at this point, you guys arrive at the that sort of like small building um, where that thing was uh, hammering. And um, as he kind of sees, obviously, that he doesn't go any further. He mm-hmm. just does the necessary civility but doesn't want to pry or mm-hmm. otherwise he's, it doesn't seem like he's very good at that part mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a he's a leader but uh, not a very um, he's got a very stern demeanor about him yeah. um, the bearing of a warrior and um, he gets he arrives at this place and you see these thick doors um, that are partially caved in and he kind of walks up and pulls uh, a key out from his pocket and he reaches in and he kind of unlocks like this large sort of padlock mechanism that is um, on these sort of iron crossbars in front of these two doors and then 
sort of shoulders the door a few times to get it to open as it's kind of bent inward um, and pokes his head in. And you guys see as the doors open, you see a, a relatively small space, probably maybe 50, 20 feet in diameter or something like that, kind of a round room. It's mm-hmm. maybe two stories high. It almost looks like a grain silo, mm-hmm. but made entirely from like thick brick and um, um, like stuccoed brick. Um, and the only reason you can tell that is because in certain spots that stucco has maybe fallen a little away a little bit in disrepair. Um, but these doors are very thick. And as you look in, you can see like a combination of things. You see um, uh, like shelves with like boxes and crates, what look like foodstuffs. You see um, what looks like a, I mean, it's just kind of out, um, but you see a uh, um, like gold bullion. Um, that's sort of like, uh, actually, no, it wouldn't be out. I'm sorry. It would be like in a, you see like chests, like a, a few chests um, and things like that. And he kind of speaks almost as if to himself. Um, this is where we keep the requisitions from the sound, from the town for the military. Um, Sunplume is resource rich. The gold mine nearby, the woods. I don't know how they knew this was here. Hmm. When they come, these giants, they've come before, I Hasn't happened in over a decade, but they have. Do they... What use do they have for gold? Uh, I suppose the one uh, we fought earlier had some on it as well. Hmm. They have little use for gold, but everything else, the resources, and you can see, like, the crates. He said this is food, provisions, um, yeah. the wealth of Sunplume, a significant portion of it, um, meant for the war effort. Every town has to do their part. Well, there's magic that can detect things. It's not beyond possibility. They were certainly capable of quite a bit of magic. Uh, got a dragon at their disposal. Never seen that either. They're much more organized this time. Yeah, we, uh... This is not our first run-in with giants. It's not even our second. Hmm? Uh, it's not our second? No. When was our second? Uh, well, first it was in the mine. Then it was in the, in Marstock. And now here. Would you really think that in the mine it would be considered an encounter with a giant? Because... They kind of belong there, and we were interrupting well, I described it as a run, and I feel like you're well, being kind of semantic with me. On well, but in this setting, you know, they attacked, which was more similar to Marstock. I'm just saying, I think this is what we considered our second encounter with giants. The first one, like, anyway, we took over their environment. The point being... <laughs> get used to it. There seems to be... Also, if you want to really start splitting hairs... <laughs> Technically, we fought two kinds of giants in Marstock between the... No, we only fought thunder, one. Well, the Thunder one showed up, though. To help us. So we're encountering... That's still a, a, a separate encounter so grub, with another an giant. abnormal. But there seems to me that there's something above uh, typical... Also, it might be our fourth, because when we came down from uh, the Kelec- temple, Kelec- we fought that... Deer. Was that a giant or a cyclops? Is this a cyclops? Still a giant folk. Anyway. <sighs> There's some kind of uh, oh. political... I mean, if we're going to start talking giant folk, then... Alma! Um, <laughs> right, the Banuk tribe. Don't get me started. Let's uh, refocus. 
<laughs> it seems to me that the, the storm giant we encountered was not too keen on the fire giants we were fighting in Marstack. Uh, there might be something going on with the giants of late because the, uh, Marstack was recently attacked by fire giants who were digging to get to a vault of some kind. Uh, a weapons cache. Uh, right. So, uh, I don't know, maybe there's something buried here as well? Uh, do, you think, do you think maybe the giants are in a fight? If they're in a war as well, and maybe they're preparing for it, stocking up on supplies? Wouldn't surprise me with most of the other, rest of the world gone to shit. Or, or they could be working with an, another army. What do you mean? Well, they might be allied with... With Ondale? Or Ganbaldir? Or the Underdark? They were amassing forces. You said they don't normally come and they've been very, very organized. More so than usual. <clears throat> In the past, the Frost Giants are well known for raiding. It's how they prove metal within their society. It's how they take most of their what they produce. They're not producers themselves. But craftsmen the, or the giant, farmers, they, the they giant, take. The giant that came down on the dragon seemed like they could do magic. Maybe maybe they have something on them. It seemed like they were maybe the leader. Maybe we could see if they have anything on them to, to indicate why they came here. When I hold up the paper mm. that has like the where we are circled, mm-hmm. uh, do, do they normally carry maps when they raid? He, he uh, like looks at it over. and he takes it cool. and he looks. And then he walks into the place um, at, uh, he walks back into this room, like he kind of shoulders the door open again, he walks back in, and he comes back out, and he has a piece of paper that he unfolds, and you see a very similar map drawn, same markings. Like, um, like it's in a copy? In a different hand, as if this was a copy. Oh! Do you think somebody <laughs> from Sunplume was helping the giants? And why? This was found on the dead men. They were here yesterday. Yep. Yeah. The we ones went. with the cloaks, with in the red? The, in the town square. I imagined but They're maybe. not good people, just so you know. Oh. Did you all have something to do with that? Uh, what? Do it, Dad! Why would you ask such a silly question? Uh, uh, Out of curiosity. <laughs> um... Why? Gonna roll a little inside check for him. We oh. <laughs> <laughs> gonna see what he, what old Grom, just g- g- gathers that for. Do I get to deceive? Uh, yeah, go ahead and roll a uh, all of that. Uh, Out for of sure. curiosity. Roll... To all of us going, well, yeah. <laughs> is that like a disadvantage? <laughs> uh, I was gonna say, I don't know if you want to. No, 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 let me see here. Oh, I guess I thought oh. my deception was higher, but whatever. Mm-hmm. 17. 17, okay. Um, it appears that he maybe doesn't fully, like, he's not going to let it go, mm-hmm. but he's like, looks confused now, as opposed to certain of anything, and just kind of waves his head. Wherever they came from, whatever they did, they there was a copy. This map was found um, amongst one of the one of the mages wearing the red cloaks. Oh, wait, that could mean So that, that means... The wolf... That the red wolf... Is working with the... That's what I would think. The giants 
Oh dear. What? How oh. do you get both fire and frost well, giants on I mean, your side? Well, I mean, the whole point of but not the, storm. The whole point of the order but. is to cause chaos. So yes. sending giants into towns could cause a lot of chaos. Are the giants? Do they have a sort of elemental attachment? Does that seem to be the case? Are they connected uh, to anything else? What do you mean? Oh, you well, mean like a, another plane, for yes, example? Yes, exactly like that. I don't know. Are giants connected to other planes? I, I don't know. It's possible. Um, they would at least have an affinity. I mean, and, and maybe they, they seek would, uh, enjoy it to gain world. something. Also, from... everybody's got a price, right? So maybe they just bought them. I don't think everyone has a price. Do you have a price, Ulma? Mm-hmm. Burp, burp. <laughs> Hmm, I wasn't expecting that answer. Well, I hmm. Can't imagine why you weren't on. She, she's, <laughs> um, she's so good at giving. For me. I'm she is so good at giving the answer that like, you're not ready for. Be looking at my arm and kind of like without looking up from it, I'm kind of just like put my hand on my head and rub it a little bit, and just kind of, um, if if they're related to the the cloaked figures, why not just attack at the same time? Why did why not that would make their force stronger? Well. Why would they mm. split up and wait? Why would not just put it It's possible that the people with the red cloaks were coming after a certain thing and they were worried that thing might disappear if they didn't attack sooner. I don't know what they would be after, but it's it's possible that they were after something specific. They, they Hypothetical could, conjecture they, entirely. They could have two different missions. Mm-hmm. I mean, which one do you think would be more important? Uh, what, well, uh, mm. well, you're speculating that they have... A, I'm not going to beat around the bush here, uh, Griff. Uh, <laughs> is that not Griff? No, this isn't, right? This is Grom. Grom. Grom, Griff, Brim. <laughs> yeah. Griff, Grom, Brim. That's the whole piece. I, I did, I did a thing that I regretted. Yes. Griff, Grom, Brim. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, Grom, uh, are you familiar at all with the Order of the Red Wolf? You seem a learned sort. I've heard of him. You have? Yes, they're secretive, so not that many people do, but judging by your whole, well, everything, it makes sense that you might have tangled with them. I'm from a small town, but I've been around. Um, they were the ones who... I'll pipe up. Um, actually, Calic, maybe it might be a good idea to talk about this stuff a little private area, and I'll kind of point towards the area where all this stuff is being held. It seems like it's like a smaller. Maybe we should go in there and kind of look around out into the open and see if there's anyone around us. <laughs> um, there's like, We're, yeah, there's little like stock room kind you're of thing, kind of, right? You're like we're outside, outside though. Yeah, you're you're kind of like in the doorway. Oh, so we're, yeah, we're not okay. kind of on the threshold. Like, it's about, like I said, it's probably like actually it's probably a little bigger. It's probably like a 20 foot radius, so like a 40 foot across okay. area. So it's like a, it's basically like a big storage room. Um, with you know shelves going up the walls and everything, but he, um, at the mention of privacy, yeah. he's um, he says, "Yeah, all right." And uh, he grabs the door and he kind of like pulls it closed, yeah. and then takes the key out, relocks the door, and um, he says, "Come on!" And he leads oh. you a few, like maybe a hundred feet away, and okay. just stomps up the steps of a house nearby, like a relatively sizable house. And just opens the front door and walks in. Um, <laughs> it appears that his house is right <laughs> across the street. I from literally that. have it on the map. Oh, I love that. Golden Nugget, Mayor's house. So it's right. You know, he he lives across from this place so that he can keep an eye on it and things. Yeah. Don't see it. So he lives very nearby. 
Okay. Um, but yeah, he just walks and he stomps his Perfect. boots off of all the snow. Um, and you walk into uh, a very sort of, um, uh, you know, similar to actually uh, to your own house, like that same sensibility of um, things are well made, nothing is ostentatious. Um, you know, there's there's not a lot of, um, you know, there's like a nice rug out in front. There's uh, a sitting area. There's a fireplace going um, to keep the house warm. Everything's lit with like candles and things like that, candles and lanterns. Um, actually, no, only the hearth is lit because he took oh. off out of here in the mm. early morning. Mm-hmm. So nothing's actually lit. So you walk into a dark house and um, he kind of walks around and and uh, brings up a few lights and things like that and um, kind of just gestures at all of you to like take a seat. Um, there's a relatively large sitting area here with chairs for actually quite a few people. Like you could imagine like anywhere from 10 to 15. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So kind of, yeah, there's like a, a lot of space in this house for, there's a lot of seating. <laughs> um, uh, cool. But yeah, uh, kind of waves for you guys to sit. And um, and then he says, um, can I get anybody anything? I'm not, this is part of my job and I don't like it. Uh, do you want anything to drink, eat? That's all right. <laughs> That's okay. Crashing heavily. Fine. Water, or if you have any spare potions. Oh, yeah, are, are you tired? Don't you don't feel good? No, no, I don't. Hmm. Maybe next time you should accept people's help when they offer it to you. <laughs> well, technically, I um. Yeah, water, water would be good. I did. Uh, mm-hmm. Hey, let me help him, Basley. I don't I, know I what did. you're worried about. I know he did. <laughs> oh, all right. Are you mad? It's I'm mad weird. at you. It's, it's not a secret. Grom just slowly backs away <laughs> as he's and he waters, <laughs> waters all around. I'll, That'd be, I'll be back. Grab, I'll give you a I, moment. And he leaves the room, and you can kind of hear him like banging around in the kitchen, attempting to grab some things together, some refreshment for you all. Um, but you have a few moments to yourselves. So, so what we know is that Des's feelings are hurt. Uh, My feelings are. You were being stupid. Giants, My feelings are not hurt. Giants are making co- coordinated attacks on a town. Working with, likely, the Red Wolf. We still have no proof that the fire giants in Marstack were working for... Well, these, these ones. Right? These ones, yeah. still quite likely, it would appear. Or maybe they just got the map from Hastel and it's totally unrelated. But I think it's easier to assume the maybe former. they got hired for... Well, if they're looting the place for the... For, well, for chaos or for the other aims of the Red Wolf... It, it was a nice distraction on the edge of town as they came to the middle. I don't know how smart they are, but that was... Well, Hastel came upon us too, right? It's, he laid a trap for us, but the giant attack might be totally separate. Also, it's quite possible that the giants were told by the cult, by the order of the Red Wolf that this might be a good town to attack because of certain items that they had. I mean, the order probably didn't tell them they wanted anything specific. It probably said, you can take whatever you get. But they just wanted them to attack. I mean, the Order doesn't need anything. They just want to cause harm. Well. So, telling giants, hey, you guys should attack this town because there's a lot of stuff. It it might be a... So you're right. They want I don't chaos. think they were. I don't think. I don't think these giants are part of the Order of the Red Wolf. Is no, what I'm saying. Yo, I I agree with you. They probably are not. They, it, it's probably a little bigger because Sunplume gives so much aid to their war effort. So Ask. hurting Sunplume probably does more for, like you say, the idea of chaos. I I think it's not so much. The world's chaotic enough on its own, 
the, the attempts of the Red Wolf are to make the things that help prevent that help keep chaos from getting well, too chaotic for lack of a better word uh, trying to stop those the safeguards taking away those things they are coordinated the order their order of the red wolf not the chaos of the red wolf they're organized so i think the giants probably aren't religious to the outcast so to speak but they this was coordinated they gave them a map told them where to hit right but my point is i think they just said you can get stuff here not attack here because we want you to attack here because we need something here I uh, yeah uh, I mean I don't think that there's any locked up soul crystals in that uh, tower for example but resources gold those things yeah but not for the order I think it's everyone. probably for the giant yes but the giants would probably continue to strike at places on behalf of the Red Wolf. I think they're doing it on behalf of themselves. They're just doing it because... Like, why I would just they have the same map? That doesn't... No, I'm not saying... I'm not saying that the Order didn't give them the map. Oh. I'm just saying they're... They're... That they're being manipulated oh. by yeah. the Order mm. of the Red Wolf. I'm yeah. saying that the, the giants were being used. Well, either way. As a weapon. The giants were being... They were pointed at a place and being used. But I don't think that they are going to like... Con- like as un- I mean, as long as... As long as the order continues to give them locations that benefit them, sure, maybe they'll continue to do it. But it seems like they're more out for themselves than anyone else. What makes you say that? Um, the fact that they were trying to break into the area and not the order of the Red Wolf. I'm prone to agree. And at this point, he has come back and sets sets waters all down for you guys and brings some, some like bread and a little bit of cheese. Just... It's a, you know, it's, 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 yeah. a, it's not a super, uh, it's not a Cheese very platter. nice factory board, but <laughs> it'll do the job. Um, and, um, <laughs> and he kind of, he looks at you like appreciatively for the, the insight. Um, giants are notoriously hard to deal with, especially for us. Uh, they're perhaps the most savage of all the kinds, excepting maybe Hill. The girl's probably right. They saw something that was in it for them, and they were used. The why, though, that's what I can't figure out. Why what? Why, beyond the the obvious reward of hitting the town, getting all of our, killing all of us, taking the requisitions for the war, why would this, why would the Order of the Red Wolf why why have them attack here? You think they know I'm here? Maybe. Or there's uh are they looking for you? No. Why would anyone be looking for me? I, I think we're safe to speak freely, right? Kelly? I right? Uh, listen, we have to we'll trust people till they break it. We got to gain allies somehow and sometime. Just don't think we should be pulling people into things when they have a lot of other things to deal with. He's already quite involved. We are, we we are, we are here. If this is going to be a place town. where we call home, I feel like the mayor deserves to know what citizens are living there. I the bag needs... I also agree with Flynn. <laughs> and there's a little bit of edge to his voice when he says it. He's like, I... Yeah, he... He wants to know if there's a risk to his town. 
for you guys being here. The Bagneys were assassinated by Red Wolves. Uh, they were part of something. You want to say, Alma? I'm sorry. I did not mean to no. speak for you. No, it's okay. But we are on the way to get something to make sure they can't find her. So it won't right. be a problem for you. Alma yeah. is the descendant of a person um, who is being used to try to strike at the gods themselves. The Order of the Red Wolf is their goal is to remove the gods and create a world without them. You see, that's new information to him. That very much is like, he, when he said he knew, like he'd heard of them, probably yeah. come into contact with them, but didn't know their purpose doing, or like yeah. what their real deal was. Yeah. Like yeah. he just, in his many years of wandering around, had just squared off with them at one point or another. Sure, yeah. And so the, the, that information definitely hits. Um, but um, they, they probably don't have a reason to think that we're living here yet. And our next course of action is to make it so they can't track us. So I think if, if we do what we're planning to do, it should be fine. It should seem that we just kind of stopped here and then left. And then by the time we come back, we'll be hidden. Right? Right, guys? To the best of our knowledge, yeah. uh-huh. that's our goal. So it should still keep the town safe. Mm-hmm. Well, and if nothing else, you'll have us here to keep the town safe. We are pretty strong. And we, we don't like to give up on the places we live. Yeah, we could really use a place like that. Are you like her? What do you mean? The Lady Alexandra. I don't know. I never met her. Yes? He just kind of nods slowly. Wasn't something that was well known about her. But you knew it. I saw her once. What did you see? She fought. Here. For the town. When I was a boy. Saved a lot of people. Must run in the blood. Lots of things run in blood on um, what your decisions are what make you a hero. Just like Alexandra, and I think Clara as well. What um, you you said the why? If if this is kind of motion like back to where we came from, if if that is destroyed, what does it mean to the war? What does this town do for the war? That's the part I can't reckon with. Not enough. The war machine of Kaldor is vast. We contribute our part, but not enough to make any serious dent of any kind in the larger effort. But if they were looking for you... I think it's possible that they came because they knew we were here because someone told them Mm -hmm. and that this whole giant thing was just another plan in motion that they had already had to attack. Or maybe to, you know, cause cause distraction while they tried to get us. Could be that. It could be that. Especially five fugitives being cut down in the town square would fall far down the list in the wake of the town being three, destroyed. Three fugitives. Uh, I think you count. At, <laughs> at that mention, DM, real quick, I would like to get a gauge on um, Grom mm-hmm. and see, like, what do I like? So he's a man who's been around. Mm. 
where does that background come from if I've been trying to get a read on him since we walked in from the square? Like, did he serve in Calder's military? Did he... Go ahead and roll an insight check at advantage. Oh. Oh. At advantage? At advantage. Roll good. Advantage. Oh. oh, that's not bad. Uh, plus... 21. 21? Not plus 21, like yeah, the total. I'm like, wow. The total yeah. plus 21. Wow. <laughs> I knew um, what I knew. 21 total. I love it. 21 total. <laughs> Definitely. Ooh. Infantry? Yeah. Ranking officer? Probably not. Okay. He. With a 21 insight, he speaks about the Calder military. Military. He's like been talking about it. It is not with fondness. Mm. No, I didn't get like, that. Yeah, but I. He, but he's I'm... almost like, like there's like a like he does not li- when he says like the Caldor war machine. There's like a note of disdain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like he's not you. But there's something about the way he moves. Watching him fight the tactics, mm-hmm. the 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 choice of weapon. It's like it's all familiar. It's familiar. Yeah. There's something the. The axe and the shield, the full plate, like the way, um, yeah, there's, there's, there's something, uh, Thessaly is very much able to pin down where that background might've started at the very least. Okay. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna take that in and then try to actively not make eye contact anymore. Okay. (laughs) Well, um, we killed their leader, so... Probably good for a bit, right? Oh, the giants. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and the... we didn't kill them. Yes, we did. <laughs> fine, fine. Yeah, we, yeah. I don't yeah. think there's any. Oh, point I just here. meant, I just meant we didn't kill the leader of the red wolf because they're oh, still alive. Oh, we didn't do that. Right. They're still alive. I, I, yes, I'm well, sorry for all deceiving the you. The party that was searching for us. So if we think that um, they were both here for us in a way, cause chaos or find us or cover it up. Maybe we try and do something to show that we're not here anymore. I don't know how, but maybe when we go to the monastery, we make some noise. I don't know. Just know that they're not. We're not here anymore. So then they don't keep attacking here. What attract them to the monastery? Either somewhere. I, I think if they can track me, they'll know when I'm left. That's we left earlier, and then when we came back, there was... we didn't leave very far. That's fair. Also, that felt very much like an ambush. That felt very much Why like give them the map to the stock house. If they're here for Alma, why give them no, the map? No, the giants not aren't Alma? here for me. The it giants are just there to be a distraction. No, but you. Them by the, the so why are the giants here at all? To be a distraction. A distraction for a thing that happened before they arrived. What yeah. mm. is there anything buried beneath the cache? I don't understand why oh. you're so confused. It's quite. It seems to me like they were trying to bury our deaths under this idea of a giant attack. Which is very poorly timed, if that's the case. That's how it's just still... Yeah, well, but we yeah. stepped into the town square, like, in the middle of the night. Maybe he didn't expect us to be there and just used the time. The attacks only came hours apart. So so the red wolves that gave the map were prepared to, like, cause a big battle and then already set up giants to come over later and to clear the town we out. We were already dead or would die Under shortly after. Yeah, mm. because they wouldn't want to die because, like... I don't think the giants would know not to destroy the 
Order of the Red Wolf either. I think if they got caught in it, they got right. caught in it. So they just That's set it up regardless point. of how it turned out. They would have the giants come in just to clean up. Even if they survive, they just to still level the place. Just to level That's the a fair point. If yeah, the then giants the whole, aren't going to discriminate. Wipe the whole planet. Wipe, right, right. wipe the whole city off the map. Is right. having a battle that big of a deal, though? I mean, like, I feel like there's but, a war going on. I mean... Well, that's the point. In a bunch it's of just towns. safe. It's just safe measures. No one would. No one would look further into it. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. I mean, that makes sense to me. Good enough. Go what on are four more? What are, what are five more dead amongst a town full of dead? Right. Right. Uh, Not exactly a place that you would ask questions. And frankly, that's how I'd do it. Why do they care if questions are asked, though? If we're fugitives, us dying is not. Uh, it doesn't upset the status quo. The Red Wolf, the only ones looking for you. Uh, Who knows? Right. Uh, well, probably more than that. No, I don't know. Um, if we're or even, about Code on I mean, even if they, I mean, even just seeing like a weird fight go on here, they might be like, "Whoa, what's going on?" And the town, let's go check it out. We don't know how many people know about me, right? And that can find me now. There could be enemies, but there could also be people who want to help us. Yeah, it's po- anything is possible. I mean, lots of people Rom benefit came. from that kind of power. And the longer we stay here, the more we put it in jeopardy. And yeah, maybe well, we we're gonna go. go. To we're gonna go. Like we should go uh, to the but, monastery. But can you sign my deed? Because <laughs> yeah. I do really want to live here. He, t- he just <laughs> takes it from your hands, and he, like, he doesn't have a pen, but he walks up, <laughs> goes away, yeah, comes back out. Does, does he seem reluctant to do it? Like, does he seem like he doesn't want us here? After all the things uh, we've said, make an insight check okay. for me. I mean, we're valuable people. Lady Alexandra helped. We helped. I mean, yeah, yeah. There's, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead and make an inside check. Um, ten. Ten? Yeah. He's very stoic. It's it's tough to get a read on him. Uh, he's... This is a person who is accustomed to... Um, I mean, he's in a position of leadership. Mm-hmm. He's got a level head. He's taking everything in. It's tough to say whether or not he's reluctant with sure. the new information to have you all here. Yeah. But... Is there you any know, obvious, like, hesitation? No, nothing obvious okay. to you. Okay. Um, he takes the deed. Rightfully yours. Yeah, and I'm going to come here even if you don't sign it. Uh. Oh, Olma. Well, but... but uh. He kind of, like, narrows his eyes at you. And then there's, like, the slightest... Just the slightest <laughs> little upward turn of the corners <laughs> of the mouth. Um... He signs it, and he rolls it up, and he hands it to you. Thank you. I'll give this back to Keeper. He's going to be buying things, so it should help with, um, because he's going to fix up the house a little bit, so, so I don't know, maybe, like, the city will benefit from him buying stuff. At least it increased the value of the area around the property, I suppose. <laughs> uh, that house isn't so derelict. The market is down in Sunbloom. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, Not that desirable Um, location So cold up here A grum Uh, Here catch I'm going to toss a (laughs) Vial of ink Uh, And I'll point to my (laughs) scroll Or strap to my backpack And look at it Yep, It's cold One moment <laughs> I don't know why you well, bothered with this when well, you don't give out the ink Do I hold that? I want to take a look. I'm gonna open Jeez. the. How do we not notice that? <laughs> I'm gonna open the scroll and see what it 
I bid thee well, my friend. I hope this finds you hale and healthy. Did you ever find that group you were looking for? I saw the reports that the group is wanted throughout Kaldur. What have you gotten mixed up in, my friend? <laughs> Where in the continent are you these days? If you're near Gunboldir, I suggest you hasten not to be. Rumors have been swirling recently. West Reach is on edge. The general believes an attack of some kind on West Reach is imminent. My ears have heard whispers, but nothing I can confirm. Kaldur's methods have gotten more and more sophisticated as of late. I fear for what they may have planned. Wherever you are, I hope that you are safe. Let me know if you've heard anything during your travels that may be helpful. I need all of it that I can get. Saron. Uh, I, um, take that in. And... Hmm. That ink... That ink will help you get the hold of us. Um, if you figure out what is happening. Or if you need anything, that's what will help us back. to pay you back for allowing us to live here. Yeah, we're really good you, at getting back to you. On, you yeah. can you can also like keep her know because we're going to be in and out. So if you need anything, just let keep her know. We can come back quickly. No? Aye, mm-hmm. we can. Is there a way for us to communicate with Keeper long distance? I don't know if that's a thing. We should ask him. Not outside of my normal function, I suppose. Does that work? Does that work on a con? It's a construct, right? Uh, I don't know. It, if he has a tether, I wasn't looking too close. Yeah. See, but I assume uh, most yeah, I things that have consciousness are capable of being. Sometimes I have to do some sorting. It's a lot of there's a lot of fabric, but I I, I think I could find him. Okay. Um. Thank you for letting us stay and for not turning us in to the prison. Um, I promise we didn't do anything bad to break people out of that prison. Um, or that the people that were there that we broke out also didn't do anything bad. Um, and we really are good people and we've been trying really hard, but just no one knows. So it's nice that someone finally knows. Um, because we're the agents of repair and we're trying to repair the world, but nobody knows. They just think we're destroying things. Because sometimes there's fires around us. <clears throat> that, that's what I said. I don't have any <laughs> anything farther to. You add. don't leave a few fires in your wake, then you're not real adventurers. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, then we're we're very real we're adventurers. Quite real. <laughs> we're doing good. We are top brass, then. <laughs> um. So we're. Um. Brom's gonna take us. Up to Brim. the Oaken Gate. Brim. Brom. Brom. Brim. Brim. <laughs> is Brim with us? <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. yeah. Brim He's is, there. Brim is going to take us <laughs> to the Oaken Gate Monastery. Um, we're going to go through the woods. Um, I know there's no faster way to do that, but I don't know if any of your woodsmen want to go and have to go to Oaken Gate Monastery. We're going so we could all travel together, but we don't have to. Or if you have any kind of message you want to send, we could take it, I suppose. True. That too. He looks over Brim. Monks from the monastery do come to town from time to time, purchase provisions. We've always had a good relationship with them. And he kind of nods at Brim in the corner, who just nods back. One of the woodsmen might be able to accompany. I could send Griff. He knows the land well. He could probably get you there in quicker time. That'd be cool. 
Aye. Yeah. All right. I'd like to get a move on shortly, though. Uh-huh. Does anyone else want to sleep, or is that just me? I just need a breather. <clears throat> Take a moment this, for... Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think time is of the essence, as usual. This whole conversation, could that have been construed as, like, resting? I'll like say, a long, yeah. a yeah. short rest? Yeah, normal conversation. Recorded yeah. a short rest. I'll say that, yeah, you guys are cool because you will have the opportunity. So, um, <clears throat> he, he says, um, you're welcome to stay in Sunplume. Your family home is yours. But Thanks. I care deeply about the people of this town. I trust you'll know if it's best that you remain. And he's, he nods, stands up. Feel free to take a moment. I have duties to attend to. Does, uh, does anyone in town make uh, a good potion or anything? I, I need a little um, recovery. I'm sorry to say there's... I can hear you, Seeker. Seeker, I'll do it. And I just smack him on the chest <laughs> and then I give him... <laughs> Let's see, how, how, how peaking are you looking? <sighs> Real bad. Real bad? I'm going to give you 60 points to lay on hands. That's Ooh. A- Big heels. But yeah, that's that's yeah. That's there about, you go. That's about bang on. You like right <laughs> yeah. off the sternum. That's like, about bang on. It'll, it'll it'll I it'll. I don't count. remember, yeah. and I need to remember this okay, for okay. your sorcery mm-hmm. rules. Um, on a short rest, how many sorcery points can I get back? One plus half your level rounded down. One plus half your level rounded down. So for you, it would be. Ten. Well, it'd be it'd be half well, your sorcery level. I'm eleven. So, so so yeah, it'd be five plus one is six, right? Five plus one is six. There you go. Yay, guys! Thanks. I've got eight points. Feel better. Uh, in one way, yes, and another, no. I needed those. Grom. We have every intention to do right by this town and you. Good. And he turns and heads out. Unless yeah, there's anything we're gonna, else. We're yeah. Out. Yeah. Okay. You all take the next, probably at this point, like 30, 45 minutes or so to um, take a beat, finish up our drink bread, some water, yeah. finish up your bread. Yeah, I'm going to go to the to the water fountain in the square and kind of like, well, <laughs> awesome. splash some water so in my face. So you return to the square? Yeah. Okay, cool. As you're, uh, when you get there, Omar, I don't want to be in someone's house when they're not here. Yeah, you can see, um, <laughs> you see that. I do. Um, Grom sort of returns to the center of town and like people are kind of coming and going. He sets up like, for lack of a better term, a little command post almost. Mm -hmm. And he just kind of stays in the center of town. Um, It looks like um, the inn, which is also at the center of town that was partially on fire. There's people who are kind of working and um, people are coming in and out of that Mm -hmm. building a lot. You see Mm -hmm. uh, a sign above it and it's got a um, like a a gilded um, golden straw. It says the gilded nugget. And there's like a little, like a basically a little caricature of a of a, a man with a pickaxe mm-hmm. who's like swinging it towards a big hunk of golden rock. Nice, um, awesome. And um, <laughs> and you see, it's a it's a pretty it's a, you know good medium sized inn. There's probably maybe a dozen or so rooms in there, um, and people are going in and out of there a lot. Um, you can see that some of the injured are brought there um, as Grom is kind of like doing these order things. But at one point when you come up, um, he is. Uh, looking at the, um, he's kind of standing over the uh, the body of the the frost giant priestess, um, and he's sort of like walking around looking at it. Um, and at one point, he reaches down, and you see like a like a large um, 
she has her staff, which he kind of picks up and he sets off to the side um, and reaches into a bag that she appears to have like a large sort of like giant sized sack or coin pouch, for lack of a better term. You see he pulls out like a, what looks like a relatively small um, wooden box that you can't really tell. It's like dark wood of some kind. He pulls out this, like a feather, but it's like probably four feet long. Um, and you see it's like this beautiful sort of like mottled brown and white that the white as it gets towards the end turns into like almost like silver, like a metal. Mm. Um, and like, like I said, it's between like three and four feet long, like a really big feather. Um, you see he pulls out what appears to be a um, like a large piece of armor um, that is kind of from what you see is like a dark gray. And you can see that uh, in the light of the sort of lanterns and things like that, it kind of flickers like like um, like there's glass or something in oh, it. Oh shit! Um, and at one point, he uh, he also pulls out a like a like a cloth kind of like thing, and he sort of unravels it. Um, and you see this huge black pearl, like about, about probably not fist size, but like a good like the size of a crab apple. Mm-hmm. Good sized, um, and um, he just kind of like sets them up to the side, um, and uh, calls you over at one point after he's got done through everything. I'll make my way over. He grabs the wooden box, says your friend was looking for one of these, and hands you the wooden box. I open the box. You see two red vials in there. Oh. With like oh. a scintillating red liquid. Mm. I've nice. made a couple of healing potions in my time. Yes, you have. <laughs> you have. Could I tell which, um, like, what level or yeah. what um, what consistency these are? Like, how thick they are to see maybe whether yeah. they would be superior or. Yes, you look at the sort of viscosity, <laughs> the brightness yeah. of yeah. the red. So the you see the yeah. amount of ru- like of the ruby that is mm-hmm. in there. Um, these are two potions of superior healing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. And, uh, hey. yeah, he says, um, says, I know your friend wanted one of these, so I think you earned it. In fact, thanks. I don't have need for any of this. Oh, and really? To the victor go the spoils. This oh. is yours. Whoa. Okay. Um, thanks. Hmm. I'm just like staring. <laughs> Do you think this is a dragon's feather? <laughs> oh. Dragons don't have feathers. <laughs> they don't? No. Not uh, even on their wings? Some drake varieties have feathers, but true dragons, no. Okay, what about like an aracocra feather? Seems that would be a big aracocra. <laughs> okay, what about like an angel feather? Huh. <laughs> um, would we have walked can we, yeah, can we be making our way out? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys, I, of course. It, yeah. I After just the like keep rest, going on. on, on like, like, almost there, and she's like talking. She's like, and so you guys also used to up right there. Yeah. Like, what about an angel feather? And Grom is like looking at Oma like, what? <laughs> um, and uh, and uh, he, you see he's, um, at this point, he's got this big feather in his hand. He's kind of looking at it. He's like, also a very big angel. I don't know how I've never seen one of them. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it looks... <laughs> and then you guys all... You, you catch the tail end of that. Um, if I could do something at some point. What do you think it would belong to, then? I mean, 
We're gonna, we're gonna do a little nature check. Also, a really, really big bird. What? Hey. Um, dude, does anyone need any of this stuff? Oh, um, Seeker, how you feeling? Be- better. Um, so should I hold on to these until we need them maybe later? Oh. And I like hold up just one of the <laughs> Should we hold on to this maybe in case we run into some trouble? Y- yes. Wait, wait. Yes. Keep that. That is. Um... Do you think maybe you should hold on to one since blueberry kind of takes a lot out of you? A blueberry. Well, you that, saw it. What that, you call? <laughs> Why do you have a problem with that? that? She is a she is a gentle. Her name. She is very gentle. I, I saw how gentle <laughs> he was. You she didn't hurt you. Not at all. Not at all. She and died. I'm like she did threatened. I'm glad she was on our side. So, so maybe you should hold on to one of these, and I hold. I give uh, him one to just like keep with him. That would that would help. I I'll try not to be behind as we move, but uh, I just don't really like to waste time trying to like give you a potion when you can just like take care of yourself. I, <laughs> so so wise. Um, Kelly, is this too big for you? Do you think? And I hold up the armor. <laughs> can I tell what kind of armor it is? Oh, it's a breastplate. Um, as you, just you hold it up now that you've seen it um, up close, you can see it's uh, made from what appears to be a very dark sort of gray metal of some kind. But looking into it, you can see that the, um, the that sort of scintillating quality to it, um, it is not uh, it's not glass, but like almost like 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 gemstones uh-huh. um, and uh, like like crushed. Similar to crushed ruby, actually, but like not red. It's like a white. Pretty. Um, as if like like a crushed diamond or crushed yeah. glass. Does it seem magical? Uh, as you look, there are five runes that are <gasps> that are set into the chest piece of the piece of armor. Uh-huh. Um, what languages do you all speak? Elvish, but okay. ancient Elvish. Okay. Common and, and celestial. Common. Okay. Yeah, or common. You don't know that. Yeah. Dorvish, halfling. I still don't believe I can read. Still, I can probably I can read, read and understand. We, I talked to Ethan about it. Abyss, abyssal, infernal, infernal. I think it's infernal. Okay. As Elvish and infernal. Okay. Um, none of you recognize the script, although maybe a little bit of a resemblance to Dorvish. Maybe. Can I get a sense of like what field it would be in? Is that orcish? Okay. No, not orcish. Um, some stuff seems somewhat script. similar. Yeah, like maybe a general idea. Make a make okay. an yeah, uh, make yeah. an intelligence check for me. Anybody who'd like to can attempt an intelligence check to recognize it. Wow. Not gonna be me. I am not uh, twelve. I don't speak a lot of languages, but I like some of them. I'm like, that's a script. That's that a I, You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. like uh, similar to dwarvish. Yeah, similar to dwarvish. Okay, I got a thirteen. Thirteen. Yeah. Okay. What'd you get? A uh, twelve. Twelve. Okay. Anybody else? Anybody else? I'm not. Oh, I mean, I can. What, what is it? Is it an what, what? Intelligence, intelligence check? Just yeah. straight intelligence. Straight intelligence. Sure. Yeah. I don't know any languages, but you know one. Oh. But that's a really good roll. Yeah, so that's a twenty-one. Yeah, <laughs> Holy crap! Awesome. Um, Oma, you remember <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, when you were um, in the the fire giant sort of. Habitat that oh, you were yeah, speaking yeah. to earlier. Um, this is giant. Oh. Giant's crystal. Oh. Um, that makes sense. And, I mean, uh, I could put two and two together, probably. Yeah, like as you look at it, you're like, that looks familiar. And with mm. the fresh memory mm. of just mm-hmm. having like remembered it all, you're like, wait a minute, I saw that stuff. 
Um, so yeah, it is giant spread. Also, there might be some runes, like, or there might be some on my True, belt. True, you guys, I forget you have like, the belt. Yeah. There might be yeah. some, like, similarities. Some similarities. Oh, yeah. 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 And my helm and my belt as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, and um, as far as to your question, I mean, it... It very much looks it magical. Looks magical. Yeah, it's like <laughs> it doesn't have any scratches or dents on it. It doesn't yeah. look beat up. It yeah. looks it looks pristine. Hmm. I mean, I'm, I think that's just giant, but I don't speak giant, so I don't know what it says. Does anybody here speak giant? No. Really? No. no. Do you speak giant? Well, somebody at the monastery definitely speaks giant. Oh, I could uh I think Well I mean it doesn't Seeker have a way to figure out what it does? Mm-hmm. I yeah, mm-hmm. I think maybe this might be of interest to Seeker. Oh. Certainly of interest to me. I'm sorry. <laughs> mean to assume that Kellek, I know you just got a breastplate, so maybe somebody else wants it, but I know you wear one. I don't know if anyone else wears this. I don't wear uh, it. I suspect given the condition of this thing, it might be a bit better than what I've got on. But if, certainly if someone else has use for it, I don't mind sharing. I but we should find out what it does. I don't uh, like to be weighed down. Let's let's find out what it does before anyone puts it on, but no, I think that I think you should have it, of course. Also, there's this big back black pearl and um I don't have any use for it, so other than like it being cool, I think and maybe it, I can make potions with it. Mm. But like, I think it might come in handy for some spell casting as well. We should hang on to it. Is it a component? Maybe. Uh, uh, nothing comes to mind, but potentially. Potentially. Well, I don't know how to use components, so I don't really either. So well, I'm not. We can good. put it in the bag for now. I I mm-hmm. can. Do what I do and find out what they do. If we can spare the time, or do we want to go? I think we can spare the, yeah. the time. Let's at least spare the time for the breastplate because, um, well, I won't mind missing out on ten minutes if I'm not bleeding out of my abdomen. Yeah, I could use a bit of rest. We here. don't. We <laughs> don't want you to do that. I remember that time you had the arrows with the. I do. I do. Uh, Let's not relive that. That time was just before when Hastel's sword nearly cut me in half. Mm-hmm. So. This might help. Okay. I wasn't yes. going to let that happen. Nope. I'm going to start. Uh, wait. Where For a second there, I wondered. <laughs> <laughs> I was moving as fast as uh, I could. <laughs> uh, do, you, do you want me to do it here or, or should we go to... Um... Oh, should we... Yeah, I feel like we're very seen right because we're just like in the I center. You're literally town, in the right? middle of town. What, 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 like, what time of day? Uh, why is, is it really I know it's dark at this point, Yeah, it's dark, but at this point, like if you, um, internal clocks, like it's probably pushing eight a.m. something like that. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, no, it would be they, they attacked in the really early morning hours, right. like four or five. In yeah, the morning. Uh-huh. Gotcha. Like right when the night's darkest. I mean, typically when the, you know right, right. when everybody's their most tired. Um, so it's probably, yeah, 6 a.m., something okay. like that, like six, between 6 and 7. I would like to, we uh, since we're in Town Square anyway, I might try to see if I can get some medical kits um, before we head out as well, maybe sure. with the 10 minutes that we have. Let's just, um, let's just, let's be somewhere enclosed. We can go back to the but house. But not here. Yeah, we can go back to the house. There's no reason why we can't. Yeah. All right. Um, as we're, uh, doing this, this, looking sorry. around at the group, mm. When I look at Flynn, do I notice he doesn't have a headdress and horns? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's very clear uh, when I look at him that he doesn't have horns anymore. Uh, can I catch? I would like to try and catch Flynn's eyes. And just, I'm going to point to my forehead and then shrug. I'm just kind of like a little smirk. Yeah. Oh. So I'll put my thumb up <laughs> and then I'll turn it down um, and then I'll shrug. 
As we're, I'm, I'm assuming we're walking, and they're like, I'll just kind of like put my thumb up, like hesitantly, get bring it up, and just. Do I believe? Do I? Do I believe do I, the thumb? Is this a confidence? <laughs> do I like, believe the thumb? It's like there's like a, a brief hesitation of it. Like I like I think about it for a moment. Like you see me kind of like. I, like even as I ask that question, I'm like, <laughs> I'm I, I I'm I kind of know what I'm asking, but I'm not 100 percent right. sure. So it's like, okay, okay. Uh, enough, enough. Like, ruffle en- my hair. And enough enough. Right. Um, Keep walking. Yeah, so. I, I mean, I'll allow you to make that what you will, but it, it it seems like he's like sometimes maybe good, sometimes <laughs> maybe shit. <laughs> it like, seems there like there's an element of it where it's it, there's an uncertainty yeah. there for sure. Yeah, I'll say like I am kind of tired because I'm. The battle, but like mm. it seems like I'm a little, you know, there's a bit of a pep in my step, I guess, a little bit. If I wasn't so hurt, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, yeah, I guess, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you guys all make your way back to. I'm, I'm going to go if I can yeah. go shop for uh, healer's kits if I can. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, and I'll take But the that armor. can just be while they're headed to the town and yeah. I'll just meet them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, Yes, as you uh, you sort of um, head off into town, and actually, you probably wouldn't even have to go anywhere because, like, a lot of the wounded are being brought here. Okay. Um, yeah. And uh, and so, like, you actually you can probably head straight into the inn. Um, okay. Because you see that that's where a lot of the wounded are being brought. Mm-hmm. Um, as you walk in, you see um, a, a a very like kind of charming little inn. It is uh, you see basically like. Um, deep redwood rafters. Everything's lit with what look like hanging lanterns. Um, they're all, uh, and the walls are all decorated with like old mining equipment. You see pickaxes okay. and like, you know, wheelbarrows, wheelbarrow wheels. Um, and the whole sort of interior is made to look like a very, you know, the support trusses that you would normally see in a yeah, mine. Yeah. Like it's basically kind uh, of okay. designed with that aesthetic in oh, mind. Mine aesthetic, sure. But with like, but very warm and inviting and welcoming. Um, this is the golden nugget it's called? It's called the, uh, the, the, Golden Nugget, yeah. It's called okay. Golden Nugget. Okay. Um, or is it the Gilded? It's no, because you had a guy. Sorry, oh. it's the Gilded Nugget. The Gilded um, the, Nugget. The Gilded Nugget. But, okay. um, you see, yeah, it's decorated with like uh, old mining equipment. You see like these low hanging lanterns, warm woods, um, and you see sort of like standing up on uh, the bar top. Um, you see a wizened, like small uh, gnome. Uh, he's got sort of like curling hair that appears to be blonde that has long since like store is like 98% to white. Okay. You see just like the, the, the thing he's got that kind of like the horseshoe balding pattern, but it's kind of like curled out. And okay. <laughs> um, you see a, um, and he's sort of like up on the thing and he's like pointing at people. He's like, no, put them over there and put them over there. He's like, you got to keep them separated. We need more boiling water from the kitchen to dress the wounds. Please. Uh, uh, he is, okay. You see, he's got like this sort of little vest on like a, he's got a white shirt that's rolled up sleeves. Um, and uh, yeah, he's just like calling shots in here from the bar <laughs> top. Um, you see, nice. he's got a small uh, like jeweler's glass that is hanging from a chain <laughs> on uh, like on his little vest pocket. Okay. Um, and yeah, you you see uh, you see, and then somebody calls um, somebody calls out to him. They say Tobin. Um, they say we need more uh, we need more bandages, and um, and he says all right, and he goes Dale Dale, you yeah. <laughs> 
okay. And like, and he's like, yeah, I got it, I got it. And then someone runs off. It's very like den of activity. Uh-huh. And you can see that all the tables have been sort of pushed back and like are flipped up onto walls. Um, and there have been like basically temporary, uh, this is a temporary sick bay kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, a scene that I would imagine Kellogg is incredibly intimately to. familiar very with. Very used um, to, yeah, super which I comfortable think here. It's like, it's pretty well organized is the first thing that I think Kellogg notices. It's like, the appreciation for like <laughs> yeah. the, it, the you craft. Know, it's not running with Swiss watch precision yet, right. but it is, it's, they're doing okay. Um, and there are, it appears that there's a, a mix of, of people in here. Um, and you see a few like people kind of wandering around that are doing their best to try to, you know, help out people. Um, there's a lot of burns mm-hmm. um, in the fires, mm-hmm. a few, um, you know, um, limbs that are probably broken just from either falls or running or getting hit with something that was tumbling through um and um fortunately um there is no one in here who appears to be in any dire strait mm-hmm. um i think Kellogg instinctually correct me if i'm wrong but would be like where Definitely is the person the first question um, yeah but there's yeah. no one in here that is in like any dire it's mostly yeah. broken limbs and burns that need to be tended to um probably more than a few concussions um, but no one who is in any serious trouble right mm-hmm. now. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would look to see Dale is getting, going to get more mm-hmm. bandages. Yeah. You see just like a human, uh, a human male. Um, he's sort of a very thin build. Um, he's wearing like a still kind of like pajamas for lack of a better term. Um, and, uh, he's, yeah, just short crop brown hair, kind of a long thin nose. Mm-hmm. And he's like just baggy eyes and obviously a, a, a kerfuffle. Um, I guess is he at this point? Is he coming back with them, or is he just heading out to go? Uh, he looks get like he's turning thing. to go, like he's going somewhere in the back of the uh, of the establishment. Okay, then I would, I guess, I approach Tobin. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you you come up, and he's like, he's like, move those beds over a little bit more. We can clear off more tables. Bring them into the back. Hi. Hello. Ah. <laughs> uh, Hi, uh, Tobin, I Tobin take Goldan. it. Pleasure to meet you, sir. Kellogg Gray. Uh, nice to meet you. What can I do for you? I got a lot of things going on, pal. Uh, uh, well, uh, if you're not too short on supply, I don't want to take if, if you're in dire, if things are quite bad, but um, I'm hoping to purchase some, some uh, medical supplies for, for my own crew. Kellek, uh, you're the fellow that helped. Uh, I am, yes. What do you need? Uh, just um, a few healer's kits. Dale! <laughs> a few more bandages, please! <laughs> Poor Dale. That'd be lovely. Um, is there anything in the meantime while he's getting those that I can do to help? Um, well, yeah. And he <laughs> pops off the bar and he walks you over. Um, you can see a um, sort of a, uh, you see like a small family that's gathered around. The person who's probably the worst off here mm-hmm. um, appears to be a sort of um, like a, a, a middle-aged woman. Um, you can see that she has, there are um, there are two children that are sort of around her at her bedside as well as a, an older man. You see he's big and kind of burly. Um, got the, like, the thick neck and muscles of a man who works with his hands. Mm. Um, uh, potentially one of the miners uh, who yeah. works out in the mine. Yeah. Um, and she has pretty severe burns, pretty much like up the up the whole left side of her body. Um, part of the hair is kind of missing. Um, she's conscious, and mm-hmm. um, but she's kind of, you know, she, you, and she's like gritting through it. Um, but you can see the family's concern um, mm. with her state. Um, she's with Kellogg's expert eye, he very quickly is like, she's going to be okay. Right. But there will be, um, yeah. Uh, without uh, uh, breaking my stride, I'll, I'll, I'll kneel down next to her and just uh, look to them and look her in the eye. Yeah. 
this <laughs> moment, the, the her like her husband like stands up like right. very protectively Oops. for just a second, and then he sees Tobin next to you, and he kind of. A bunch of survivors here, I see. You're all putting on a brave face. How are you, madam? Fine, dear. Yeah. <laughs> you look, you know, I've seen a lot worse. But I've seen people with what you're dealing with uh, not deal with it quite as well. So g- good on you for that. My kids tell me I'll need to find a new hairstyle. Well, mm. we may not need to worry about that just yet. And I'll just very, very tenderly put my hand on, on hers. And I'll cast Cure Wounds and I'll try to give her her scalp back. <laughs> All right. Uh, you see as, uh, well, w- let me ask you, um, as the burns undo themselves, mm-hmm. what does it look like? It's the same process of um, as, as though materializing, as if these particles are just floating in the air invisibly and they just combust uh, nearby ashes will fall upon where the wounds are and crawl like little insects across them to knit the, the skin back together. Mm-hmm. And you Aww. see as starting from sort of the, the root of the scalp, kind of up on the left left side, you see as the sort of skin begins to heal, the ear reforms down the jaw and the neck, all the way down the left side of her body until the skin is like, you see like that pink mm-hmm. new look of, of freshly healed skin and the... Um, the man next you see you hear this like like his breath catch in his uh, in his throat um as her skin is restored and you see like there's probably going to be some faint scarring still mm-hmm. um but mm-hmm. you have undone the vast majority of the damage and um you hear her like like and she sags mm-hmm. with exhaustion as like the pain, the effort of fighting it goes away, mm-hmm. um, and you see it's just like silently, like just tears of gratitude mm-hmm. just leak from her eyes, and the uh, the husband like reaches down and he like ve- like very quickly goes to grab her, and then he's like, "Are you all right?" And she's like, "Yeah," and she reaches up and like grabs the side of his face and pulls him in, and they like he picks her up and like you hear her like <coughs> um, as the uh, the two children um, like turn to you and um, they just like grab your hands mm. and maybe a, a funny hat for a little while but uh, <laughs> new hairstyle not necessary I'll take the hat just like her husband won't let her go um, and uh, and you see as the uh yeah, the the uh, the the gentleman he he releases his wife and then turns on you and wordlessly you just like, <laughs> like, like and you feel this this guy is yeah big yeah. he just like you feel your ribs creak a little bit um, as he sort of like just like he he hugs you and then he grabs your shoulders he pushes you back and then he just like looks in your eyes and he just I know sometimes it feels like the gods aren't looking after us. But that's why people like me are around. And I just try to give him like a steadying grab of his shoulder. And I'll try to leave them to their to their privacy. Thank you. And his voice like breaks when he says it. Um, at this point, Dale comes back. <laughs> um, and Dale. Tobin's kind of been looking at you like appreciate like just watching the whole thing. Um, 
nicely done, kid. And he pats you on the sort of the thigh. <laughs> <laughs> He's just trying old. to keep up, like just trying to keep up with folks like yourself, Roman. Well, no small task. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he kind of like hooks his thumbs in his little vest and pulls it down. Um, at which point Dale comes up to you, and uh, you see the family kind of celebrate, and you can hear them like. And they, you hear them all laugh, like the joke, like we, you know, we can find you a funny hat. Like, uh, <laughs> and then you know the uh, the uh, the son's like, I don't know, mom, you kind of rocked the bald look. I'm just saying, like it looks great. Um, and uh, and they sort of like talk back and forth with one another um, as the mood is suddenly very lightened and exuberant and joyful. Um, and um, uh, you see a few a few eyes sort of follow you um, as you uh, as you as like the commotion of that event um and uh yeah you just see like people are watching um but tobin kind of leads you through dale comes back and he's able to provide you um how many do you want they could probably spare like i say four they could spare like enough ingredients i for would four take i would kits. take four okay. yeah cool. and I'd, I'd pay them if they have any like if you reach for it tobin's like he swats your hand <laughs> it's, like, it's like your money's no good here i mean if you want to drink that I don't give away for free. But, um, <laughs> Maybe another time. Finest brew in Northern Caldor. Um, but uh, he gives you what you need. And he's just like kind of businesslike. He's like, is there anything else? Uh, just if you need anything else, if I can help out in the future, um, staying at a place on the corner of Broad Street and Fisher's Way, uh, you can send for me there. Kelly Gray. And I'll help um, as much as I can. No one's lived in that house for a long time. Hey, we're we're picking the place up. Uh, I imagine it'll be pretty well known shortly in town. Glad to hear it. Good to meet you, Tobin. Good to meet you too. All right, Dale, we need more. Turns <laughs> um, <laughs> and he gets back, you know, climbs back oh, up Dale. on the bar, starts shouting orders again, and you oh, kind of hear Dale. his voice fade behind you. Um, and uh, yeah, and I'll go. I'll leave this place with a little more. Certainty in my step that mm. I entered it. Mm. Okay. Um, and I'll regroup. Um, all right. And as we finish that, uh, we come over to the rest of the group who has made their way towards the house. Um, as you guys, uh, unless there's anything you wanted to talk about on the walk, you arrive. Um, and while the house doesn't look like this yet, um, I did want to give you guys. Um, so I'm saying, um, you can see the front, reveal. the front door here, um, is the, <laughs> the front door. You can see as you walk across, uh, the stairs here to the left that lead up you can see sort of the living room area where Kellex, um, word of recall is cast the kitchen table and dining room table, rather where you all dined, uh, appears the little, the little alcove, uh, in the kitchen with the glassware that looks out sort of as the, the Northeastern part of everything. The kitchen is, you know, that whole piece to the uh to the north uh the the northeast there or the northwest rather um and then to the right is the upstairs uh rooms so you can see to the north here these are flynn and seekers rooms back here um, cool. and then here are kellick and thessaly's rooms down here and then of course alma's room right here in the middle a big one <laughs> nice big room and then the uh back down here is the uh hidden illusory doorway that leads to the stairs which lead mm -hmm. down to the workshop um, in the base. Um, this center here is the pillar where the memory crystal was and where keepers uh, 
orb rested nice. um, originally. Um, so cool. It's yeah. beautiful. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Really, truly. Um, and uh, <laughs> this week on Elbor Fixer Uppers, yeah, really. yeah. We've, got quaint, we've got a quaint little. So I, I've, I've been very excited to show you guys this. Song. A quaint it little quaint look this room. way. Yeah, it's cool. We're gonna follow the AOR. They... Gonna... <laughs> uh, so I have dubbed it for now in lieu of a different title, the AOR House. Mm. Oh. Um, but this is your guys' uh, oh. homeless house that she's Oh, yeah. I don't know. I feel like now. it's it's continuous at best. Like one, you she has eight people that she likes. <laughs> one, yeah, yeah. One Maybe. slip up, we can out. <laughs> Maybe in the world. All right, um, but the four of you return to the house, mm-hmm. um, and um, as you do so, yeah, you walk in. Um, Keeper greets you. Um, and he says, "Hello, Mr. Soma. Um, well, that was uh, quite a disturbance. Yeah, are you all were. right? We're all okay." Um, Calic is just in town getting some stuff. He's but he's fine. Oh, um, but I did get the deed signed, so um, here you go. It's and official. I'm, then. It's official. <gasps> Wondrous. <laughs> and he takes it. Um, he says, "Shall I?" Yes. Very well. And he walks upstairs um, <laughs> as silent conversation happens. Um, and yeah, okay. he walks upstairs and. If I wasn't um, so tired, I might have picked up on it. Right? But, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, he walks up and um, yeah, he, he vanishes up the stairs, comes back a short time later. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything you need? Are you all all right? Do you look? Uh, uh, please don't take offense, but a little worse for wear. I need a bath. <laughs> uh, very well. We can, yeah. I can draw a bath for you. Okay. I, mean, I know where it is, right? But- it's the... But just be quick, because once Kelly gets back, we're going to head out. Yeah, well, I mean, Seeker, you said you have a few things to... Uh, how long is that going to... It's uh, a minute, right? Ten, ten minutes. For a few. So, uh, yeah, it'll, uh, yeah I'll, I'll come back soon. Yeah, and I'll, just I'll be quick. head to my room and cool. uh, do, do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, uh, you walk up the stairs, and um, you will come back to that. Yeah. Um, as we stay with Alma, Thessaly, and... Uh, and I, yeah, Seeker. I for almost wow. called you around. Uh, so <laughs> stealth, my name is easy yeah. to forget. Stealth, right? <laughs> <laughs> we got like a hundred of them. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna go into the, the kitchen there? and make like some porridge. Okay, awesome. Is there is there like a is there like do you have like a garden? Do you have like a backyard? Don't think. Yeah, I mean there we have a yard, you but like I don't exterior? think it's it's very overgrown. Yeah, it's where yeah. Stacy. I mean Stacy's in the front yard, and then we also have like the back area, but it's Stacy. Oh, Stacy. I forgot about that. I just yeah. want to go find a place to pace. Yeah. To pace? Bag. I want to go find a place to pace, and I don't want it to necessarily be inside. <laughs> okay. Um, so I'm going to look at so you can go, I think you got this, and then I'm going to go outside and just, I need to get out some energy. All right. All right. Don't go far. I'm staying in the, just do your lowest thing. Nah, 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 nah. Okay. I'm going <laughs> to find a little space and just pull out a... My my father's vellum scroll, put it on the ground, pull out my tribute totem, um, open it up, the orb will float, and I will start uh, um, uh, with, with these gifts, uh, my magic to thee, and I will start to, my eyes will kind of um, roll over with the, the plasmatic um, blaze, the purple plasma blaze, and will crystallize and start to do uh, cast identify on this armor. Nice. <laughs> All right. And as you do so, um, you see that sort of purple plasmatic energy kind of like it glazes over your eyes and then leaves your fingertips and kind of grazes over the item as it sort of like encapsulates it and comes and you start to hear the whispers. You hear um, 
the word for fire. You hear the word for cold, Ooh. lightning. Mm-hmm. You hear all these like oh. elemental sort of Ooh. elements start to come to you, um, and um, the name of the item, um, which is a breastplate of rune shielding, <gasps> comes to you. Um, this ornate breastplate is carved in runic symbols of protection in giant, and is made from what appears to be a deep gray metal with flakes of iridescent gemstones. On the center of the breastplate are five deeply carved runes, and the armor has the following properties. While wearing this breastplate, the bearer has an additional plus two bonus to armor class. So it's Woo! a plus two bet breastplate. Heck yeah. Nice. And plus two. it has a feature called runic protection. Furthermore, whenever an attack or spell targets you and deals cold, fire, lightning, poison, or thunder damage, you can use your reaction to grant yourself resistance to that damage type until the start of your next turn. Excuse me? As part of the same reaction, you may choose one creature within 30 feet of you, including the attacker, and force it to make a DC 16 constitution saving throw. On a failed save, the creature takes damage equal to the amount of damage you would have taken prior to gaining resistance. You can use this property once and must finish a short or long rest in order to use it again. Um, And that is it. Okay. Uh, Yeah, I will. um, I'll just kind of wrap it up. It does require attunement. It does require. It does require okay. attunement because of the additional properties. So I, yeah, I'll start to. As I'm coming out, I'll put the tribute totem away, and I'll kind of just glance at the, the scroll, the ancient elvish script. Um, <laughs> I'll just glance at it and. Uh, Finger, do you want any porridge? Uh, yeah, yes, yes, please. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And I'll bring out two bowls. Okay. Thank you. Did uh, you find out what the breastplate does? Yes. What does it do? It uh, makes you a lot harder to hit, and you can uh, resist different elemental attacks. Uh, I think it'll be nice. It'll cool. be very nice. Um, you have to use the totem for this. Um, yes, this, that, and this scroll. I kind of took this from my father. What does the scroll do? Uh, hmm, not. Not sure. I, I'm trying to read it and trying to understand. I think it has maybe spells or incantations. I don't. If you can't read it, how do you use it? Sometimes I can. Re- so, like when I go in this trance, I can read it, but I can't read it now. Oh. And. Um, what language is it in? Um, I think it's a type of Elvish. I don't know. You think? Some of it looks kind of familiar. I speak Elvish. You do. I can read it. You can? Uh-huh. Oh, I would ask why, but that seems like not. Uh, can you can you read this? Yeah. I don't know. Let me see. I will hand it. I will hand it to... Be careful. It's, um, it was my father's. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll be careful. Um, and I'll look at the scroll. You, Oma, because you can read Ancient Elvis... You recognize, as you look at the scroll, you see that it's definitely intelligible to you. Like, you're, you're going to be able to, to read it. But even this has, like, there's there are elements to it that are uniquely arcane in nature. Mm-hmm. Um, being that this does appear to be some, ele- or rather, relic of mm-hmm. Lauris. There's, it's this combination of, like, ancient Elvis, but there's also the sort of, like, arcane glyphs of yeah. draconic and primordial even like there's little bits and pieces uh-huh. of it that are in there yeah um it is gonna take you some time to really figure this out um you'd probably have to spend i would say like probably a couple like several hours of downtime yeah. like really l- hammering through it mm-hmm. um but 
You can read it. Like you're gonna, you could figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, Seeker, I can totally read this, but sometimes, sometimes letters rearrange themselves in my head a little bit when I'm reading. Okay. And I have a little bit of trouble, so I have to like sit down with another piece of paper and kind of write it out. Um, and that's gonna take a while, so I can like just like read it right now, like like looking at it. Mm-hmm. I can't, but oh. I can totally tell you what it says okay if i just had like a little bit more time and like another piece of paper and 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 so that i make sure i don't you know because the letters are moving in my head so i want to make sure that i am putting them in the right place so that it's an act because okay so sometimes when you're reading and the letters you're arranging in your head it makes you think that it's a different word but it's not a different word and if you just write it down you're like oh that's obviously this word but you, you know what i'm saying that sounds difficult. <laughs> it's not going to be difficult. I just need time. Okay. Like, I want to make sure that what I write down is brain, not barn. I would like the right you know, word. Context so is important. It is. Um, would you, would you mind translating it? Sure. I mean, when I, I have a second. Okay. Do you do want you, me to keep it, or do you want to keep it? Well, that depends. Do you need it? Sometimes, like when I do what I just did, and you know, it's kind of important to me. Okay. Um. Do you want to hold on to it until we get somewhere that I can do this with? Or I mean, I can't. I just we're gonna go into the woods. I don't really think there's gonna be any time in the woods to do this. Um. But maybe once we get to Oaken Gate, I can do it like at night or during the day if we have downtime. Um, it's like I'm finishing rolling it as you're talking and putting it back. It's in this like ivory kind of holder case that has script up and down the, up and down the cylinder. And uh, I'm gonna start to put it in my backpack. Then, mm, no, why don't you hold it? Are you sure? Yes. This seems really important to you. Are you sure you want me to hold on to it? Yes. Okay. You've had to really. Yes. <laughs> okay. I'll put it in my bag. You should eat your porridge before it gets cold. Okay. Cold <laughs> porridge doesn't taste good. Uh, yeah, I'll stuff some in my mouth. Uh, did you notice that Flynn doesn't have horns? Oh. Um, <laughs> I did notice, but I will say. I don't really know anything that happened. I'm kind of staying out of it. It seems like this is a really big argument. Um, <laughs> but he definitely had horns. Now they're gone. Well, but I didn't see that. I just saw him wearing his hat. And I assumed he had horns under them because Kellick was mad. <laughs> but like, I was in a hallway fighting. And I just heard everybody arguing about something. But I kind of was like, hey, you know, not my business. How mad? How mad is he? How mad is Kelly? Yeah. Oh, he's pretty mad. Like on them, um, do you want to put numbers? Like would you say like two? Or like um, two hundred. You know, it just depends. Like, is he talking to Thessaly? Because when he's talking to Thessaly, he's a little bit less mad. But when <laughs> all oh, yes. other times, he's you, you noticed, really mad. You noticed that too. Noticed? Yeah, of course I noticed. What is it? What is what? What? Uh, what? The, the whole thing. They are kind of. Um, what is the? Um, I mean, when I talked to Kellick about it, he thought Thessaly was nice. And when I talked to Thess, I, well, I don't really talk to Thess about it, but Kellick and I talked about it a little bit. And he was like, oh, she's nice. And she wants, he wants her to think that he's nice.
nice and that he looks nice. Oh. But he said, <laughs> but he said that everybody wants other people to think that they look nice. I and I said, I don't know if I agree with that. <laughs> I don't. I don't think I, I agree with you. I don't think. Hmm. Okay. I think it's at this point that Kellogg walks in. You want to get into the tail end of that? That's funny. <laughs> oh, hi, Kellogg! Speak, uh, speak of the. Um, do you want some porridge? Uh, sure. It's it's good. It's, it's good. good. Por- I, I uh, why not? Okay. Porridge sounds lovely. Huh. We'll run into the kitchen and get him a bowl of porridge. All right. Sager? Glenn's taking a bath. That makes sense. Does it? Yeah, well, he was up in the, in the blood and guts of those things, cutting them off. So. And he yes. doesn't have horns anymore. I, I saw that. You did? Okay. Just wanted to... What do you think about that? About him not having horns mm, anymore? Kind of all of it. Fuck if I know Seeker. I I give Kellogg his bowl of porridge. It's um, and I'm, I just gesture with my spoon. <laughs> uh, there's a lot that could probably be done. Well, first of all, I don't really tr- horns or no horns. But the reappearance of the horns just makes me think that we're talking about Flynn and not something else. Mm. Uh, because uh, take the horns away, they come back just seems like a pattern to me. As far as the rest of it goes, there's a lot that we could probably do to help Finn. But he has to want that. I'm not... um, I don't think he listens to me. Mm. We've talked a lot about a lot of things. Uh, I think I've given him some pretty good advice from time to time. You know, not all of it's good. But I... Occasionally have a nugget of wisdom. He doesn't care. I put a spoonful of oatmeal in my mouth. Lynn doesn't listen to anyone. He he does care. Mm. Doesn't mean he's. Doesn't mean you're wrong about the. I'm concerned that he struck a deal and didn't ask what the deal was, and I did ask him about the if he only did it to save us and the answer was mm, kind of not totally and uh, that's concerning but well, he does care I he cares about I don't know, Seeker. Uh, he cares about winning. Um, it's not a bad trait. Depends on who's losing. And winning at what cost? Um, I don't know. I, I, it's not. All I'm trying to articulate is I. I don't know what to do, and I think the path of Linazan is a dark one. Um, but I've already done what I can think of uh, he is going to come across a threshold and if he crosses it 
he will do something that can't be undone. And I'm hoping that he won't cross it. But I I think if I try to preempt that any more than I already have, I shall only backfire. But maybe don't push either. What, you just want him to pretend like it doesn't bother us? No. I, I think it bothers Flynn. For what it's worth, it's what I'm trying to do now. Hmm. Not exactly good at convi- con- uh, sealing my feelings on things. I don't think that's necessary. But if he's walking a dark path, we should be with him. Not against him. It won't help. I don't know that I have that in me, Seeker. I'm not going to walk that path with him. We are here because of what he did. We were in a bad spot. I think that would have been fine. You are wasting your breath if you're trying to tell me that what he did was worth it. Because we don't know what the deal was. And... (laughs) It almost doesn't matter. Because if you make a deal with the devil for power... Where does that ever end? That's good. If, let's say, if, let's say this contract he signed has nothing in it that'll hurt us or others. Well, grant. What about the next time? These things, this quest for power, for might, it always ends in ruin. There's no pure version of it. If I've learned nothing else from Artemisia. And that's that. Flynn doesn't trust us. He thinks he has to do it all on his own. But we're all agents and we're all here together. So him making a deal because he thought it would save us just proves to me that he doesn't think that we can save ourselves. Or that we're all equally valuable and that we can all turn the tides. Why did he think he had to save the day? You can't say that everyone is redeemable except Flynn. And to answer you, I don't think it's about us. I think he doesn't trust himself and he doesn't believe in himself. And that's why we need to be with him. You can be with him. What do you want, Seeker? What, 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 give me an example. What do you need from him? He's not one person right now. How can I be with, I am with Flynn. I'm not with Flynn and his contract. That's, that's all. That's it. That is all. Well, I can't be with Flynn until he decides he can't be with his contract. Sure. It is not all on us but we can do what we can do I just sense this animosity he's scared he doesn't feel that you're with him what do you want from me he nearly killed me in that cave in his beastly farm there was just a moment of hesitation in its eye. 
What do you want me to do? I can't pretend that I'm fine with this, that I'm comfortable. I've already tried to give him counsel. Trying to be his friend. He thinks... He thinks power's free. Just you, specifically. Just ask and get... I know that's not true. Tried to explain that to him as well. He has to learn it on his own, I suppose. That's why I'm... so... frightened. I think he may only learn when it's too late. Also... I don't think he's thinking about the cost to everyone. Sure, I have power that I didn't do anything for. But my whole family's dead. Every single one of them, and I never got to know them, and he had a happy life with his family, and for all he knows, they're still doing fantastic. I'd rather not have any power if it meant I could have my whole family. So what's the cost, and what's free, really? Yeah. I I don't want you to feel that there's a blind eye here, Seeker. I, I, I hear what you're saying. I, I just don't know what to do. I just don't have a solution. You said there are things that could be done. Maybe we can talk about them later. Uh, he has to want it. I'm not putting him in a cage again. You, you put him in a cage? First mm-hmm. time he refused to have the creature removed. And mm-hmm. it wasn't really... We didn't... It was by happenstance. I really was hoping that uh, drawing the creature out for some kind of conversation would be a way of removing it without it becoming a horrific sheep demon scenario. But uh, the byproduct of that process put Flynn in a cage. And since he was unwilling to do it in the first place and we couldn't abide traveling with the person who was going to turn around and kill us in our sleep, we did the exorcism. We had no choice. I don't trust it either. We have to watch him. I'm just saying, don't. Don't cast him out. In Oma. I'm I'm so sorry. This is shit. You're right. But, doesn't mean we throw Flynn out. Not right now. And with that, we're going to move away from what's going on down in the living room. What's happening upstairs? Oh, Flynn, go upstairs. What are you doing? Yeah. Um, so I head in my room, um, going to the bathroom, uh, kind of settle my stuff down in there, um, and head back out. And or I guess in the bathroom, there's a way to like lock the doors and stuff for privacy. I will yeah. lock both doors. Okay. Um, draw the bath and then I will kind of start taking off uh, garments and stuff to get ready for the, um, the bath and I will um, pull out the piece of parchment okay. and, don't get uh, it wet <laughs> I will set that on the is he going to have a glass I will of mead and a bath sink. Okay. Uh, I will set that on the sink and uh, kind of like get about halfway but like not all, all yeah. my clothes off and I will, I will also find my little um uh 
candle that I was holding. Okay. It's kind of like, I just kind of look after a minute and just kind of like roll it around on my fingers and set that down on the sink as well. And I will, while I wait for the bath to fill, uh, I will kind of sit up on the sink and take the contract. You open the contract? I actually would request that everybody leave the room. No. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I want to know. What? No, we don't need to know. I yeah. Okay. okay. I kind of I kinda I, rather not. I I'm honest. Glenn doesn't lie to us I'm about terrified. what his contract's about. I can't, why, There's, why, why would he? There's some things. Move my chair. You go. Oh, good luck. Help me. All right. Help me. Help me. Thank you all for your patience while we get everybody out of the room. I'm not nervous. All right. You guys can't be here while I'm taking a bath. <laughs> I need my privacy. <laughs> All right, pal. Oh man. Uh, yeah. So I uh, I open the contract and I start reading the page, the the parchment, and I would like to look for mainly um, uh, stuff pertaining what exact power I have and what it does and how to use it, and then I would also like to look and see. Um, what what I like what I need to give up mm. and and all that stuff and and like make sure that um you know that that kind of those are the two main things I'm looking for okay um I think we can just go ahead and walk right through it yeah so as you unfurl the contract you see once again at the top what you saw in the dream in beautiful sort of scroll work handwriting that's very elegant you see nocturnal pact between Flynn Fellowweave and the Warden of Whispered Secrets, Sovereign of the Umber Wastes, and the Lord of Shadehold. Beneath it, writing, in the suffocating blackness, far from the caress of stars, where the pressing weight of the underdark silence is felt most keenly, a covenant emerges from necessity and despair. Entwined in this silent scream of need is Flynn Fellowweave, a fleeting echo of desperation, and the Prince of Shadows, Sovereign of Forsaken Realms, Whispered Secrets, and Keeper of Enigmatic Riddles. And then the, sec the contract outlines the powers given. The patron agrees to bestow upon the undersigned these mystical boons, humble though they may be, in return for your vow and promise. And it says, Shadows Bane, in the cold embrace of darkness, enemies shall wither and falter. When one shadow seeks the favor of another, the foes of Flynn Fellowweave will find themselves ensnared in nightmares they cannot awaken from. As the shadows deepen and coil, Flynn's strikes gain a keen edge, finding critical vulnerabilities with uncanny precision. And with each thud and clash, the, those marked by the bane of shadows will feel the weight of Flynn's blows with intensified suffering. And as the cursed adversary succumbs and is swallowed by the darkness, a surge of vitality restores Flynn Fellowweave, drawing strength from the shadow's claim. This outlines mechanically <laughs> Hexblade's curse <clears throat> and how it works. Oh my god! Oh, so as a cool. bonus action, it is, it, that is the outline <laughs> of the curse itself and how it functions. Heck, yeah. Underneath that, arconic gifts from gloom. In the depth where light fears to tread, an arcane guardian arises. With the Aegis of the Obscured, those who dare challenge Flynn Fellowweave will find their attacks rebuffed by an unseen force of shadow. This is the patron bestowing on you the ability to cast the shield spell as one of your patron-granted spells. Nice. Nice. 
And when retribution calls, Vengeance's shadowed strike imbues Flynn's weapon, channeling the rage of the darkness upon foes with a fury that clouds their minds and souls. And this is your wrathful smite spell that you gain. Underneath that, the Eldritch Arcana. As the realms of darkness feed Flynn Fellowweave's call, a surge of Eldritch might courses forth, allowing him to unleash bolts of shadowed power upon foes from a distance. And with sharpening acumen and exalting insight, the devastation wrought by this shadowed force intensifies, growing in might and malice. This is the ability to cast um, Eldritch Blast with the added invocation of Agonizing Blast. You may add your intelligence modifier, not Uh your charisma modifier, to the damage rolls for your Eldritch Blast. Your patron has decided to enshroud your magic with your intelligence as opposed to your will. That's so cool. Echo of shadows. As desperation seeps into parchment, a fragment of darkness stirs. But once, upon the completion of this pact, Flynnfellweave wear, might wear the visage of the Dragloth, a creature birthed from the heart of shadow, the essence a haunting memory or a consuming dread. Mm. This apparently outlines the moment of the sealing of the pact where he turns you into a Dragloth right. in the Underdark. Okay. But once... So that is the sort of imbuing of the gift. Uh-huh. The price extracted from the shadows. Yeah, this is what I want to get into. This is what I want to get into. <laughs> How am I going to swing this with the party? In the tapestry of obsidian darkness, balances teeter. Flynn fellow weave shall, when the prince's capricious whims dictate, weave a tale, bleed a memory, or enact a shadowed performance. The when and what are veiled and the riddles of the shadows. The intentional obtuseness of this. There is no clear price. It is simply when I wish it and when I will it, you dance for me. Underneath that. I think think I would kind of pause at that and kind of just like, it's like like an exhale of like... I'll keep reading. The whispers on this parchment are echoes of the forgotten, tangible, yet fleeting, certain, yet elusive. Only in the dance of obsidian silence, only in the lament of the deep, shall clarity emerge, if at all. The bounds of this covenant are subject to the mercurial desires of the Prince of Shadows. As shadows shift and change, so too might the whims of the patron, bestowing further gifts in Flynn Fellowweave's darkest hours, always in exchange for deeper devotion service. In the cold breath of the Underdark and the silent gaze of hidden watchers, both entities seal their bond. And you see there your signature. Mm -hmm. And underneath it, Prince of Shadows. (laughs) And underneath it, in tiny print, a whispered warning. Traverse the path of shadows with wary steps. For in the realm of the Prince, promises might be chains and freedom an illusion. Seek not clarity, but survival. And that is where we're going to go ahead and end (laughs) today's session with everybody else out of the room. (sighs) Thank you all very much for watching. We hope you enjoyed that as much as we did. I had a blast. Oh, yeah. And we will see you next time. Goodbye, nerds. Bye, nerds. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Hey nerds, Seth here. If you're enjoying Venture Forth, please, please like, follow, and subscribe on whatever platform you're using and make sure to tell all your friends, all of them, like every 
Every one of them. Uh, if you're interested in going the extra mile, of course, you can check out our Patreon. The link is always in our description. Um, you can support the show there. We are so grateful for our patrons. We wouldn't be able to do this without them. And um, if you're interested in becoming one and, you know, helping us do the thing, uh, then you can head on over there. Um, and, of course, you get access to some really cool bonus exclusive content that is only available to our patrons. So, anywho, check it out. Thank you so much. Bye, nerds. <laughs>